You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Ulysses, it is a Monday, which means it's time for our recurring segment, uh, our takeaways, what we learned, observations from the uh, world in baseball, whether it's Rays-related, non-Rays-related. Uh, and there's a lot of activity uh, that happened, not necessarily with the Rays, but just in baseball in general. So I will let you go ahead and begin with what you learned from this weekend. Well, there was finally some winter league action uh, to follow along. So that was nice. I've never been a follower, obviously, of the Dominican League. Um, but I did watch some highlights from yesterday's game. Um, Leones del Escogido, which is obviously the team where you could see a couple of race stars, hopefully future race stars in Nate Lowe and Wander Franco. And I got some good news and some meh, meh news because Although Wander uh, went two for five with a couple hits and uh, a run scored. Nate Lowe also went two for four uh, with a walk, which is nice. And that One of those was a double. He scored a run. Um, but there was also an error on Nate Lowe that charged, I believe, two runs. So okay. there was a bases loaded situation. Nate Lowe actually kind of um, got charged there with an error. Uh, so, you know. Good things, meh things. Uh, it's nice to see some some raised guys getting some reps, especially those two, because uh, you'd expect to see those uh, two players in 2021. Without minor league baseball, those guys need reps. And I'm not going to yeah. put too much stock into Nate Lowe. Make, I'm going to consider that's like spring training. That's like, hey, you're week one, just getting back into the swing of things. What was the error? First game. Exactly. Yeah, was it uh, did he misplay a ball I or haven't a throw? Seen, or? Okay, I haven't seen a highlight of it, uh, but uh, yeah, apparently he got charged uh, there with the bases loaded. So it's it, it, it's a shame, but you know, again, like you said, first game, so not not getting too bogged down on one error. But it would be nice that he didn't commit that error. I bet for fans of Leones del Escogido who yeah. are probably not liking Nate Lowe so much right now. G-Man Choi probably makes that play. I can safely assume that, right, <laughs> at first base. So what does uh, Leones de Escogido stand for or mean? What is the translation there? Leones, obviously Lions. Escogido means um, chosen. But I think it's the name of the town there, Escogido. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to go literal translation, is the, uh, the tiger, the lions uh, of the chosen Okay. But obviously, the chosen is the town's name town. Lions, Detroit Lions, basically, <laughs> essentially, all intents <laughs> yeah. and purposes. There we go. Yeah. There, there's got to be a way to be able to watch these games or stream these games live. If they're already, if they're showing highlights, maybe there's some kind of subscription um, service or, or something. You would think uh, that, I mean, baseball is 
I feel like there'd be enough people that would sign up for that to make some money off of it or a way to, to watch it. If, if everybody in the world's able to watch MLB TV, you'd think you could set up a, a little recorder or camcorder and, I mean, I'm I mean, was the audio, sure. was the video quality good? Was it like it was did, good? It was okay. It was, it's on YouTube. If you guys want to check it out, you know, obviously just just put Leones el Escogido, and and you can you can see the highlights. You can see Wander uh, hustle and uh, an infield hit, and that was pretty cool. I mean, they, this kid's fast. Yeah. Wander's fast, man. And uh, you know, we always say, oh man, wouldn't it be nice to make some contact here up the middle uh, on the other way? <laughs> That's literally what Wander does. He just he just has that knack of it. And Nate Lowe had a pretty good double uh oppo field so that was nice, nice. to see no it, it was cool to see these two guys uh you know wearing red and white uh wearing a couple of different uh, uh colors there but it, it was nice to see that ulysses i respect you because you have not moved on a lot of people like myself other uh Rays fans have probably moved on to college football nfl that are watching the bucks yesterday instead you are keeping an eye Nose to the ground of uh, raised <laughs> prospects and uh, how Nate Lowe's doing and how uh, how Wander Franco is doing. Next up, your next assignment is Australian Baseball League. We need a couple Ooh, of that one's going to be more difficult uh, with, yeah. the, with the time difference and all that. But you know what? Maybe uh, I don't know who are the race players that will be playing in Perth uh, this year, but I don't know. I know Curtis yeah. Mead played last year, right? Right. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a couple. There, there'll be guys kind of spread out all over there. So very good. Like it. Like yeah. it. Uh, my my second takeaway uh, yeah. is I think the biggest news there on Friday that Kim Ang, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm-hmm. Kim Ang became the highest ranking woman Asian American in baseball history with her being named uh, the Marlins new GM. First woman ever to become GM. Pretty historic time in baseball. Uh, but then also with that comes the fact that you look at her resume and you see 30 years experience. You see, she's got three world series rings. She's been an assistant GM in two very historic uh, franchises themselves in the Yankees and in the Dodgers and has spent the last decade in MLB commissioner's office. And she now gets the, the gig, right? The GM gig there are some dudes that are 35 and get to be GMs. (laughs) She had to work basically the whole 30 years that some kid from wherever steps into the GM. So I think this is a very cool time uh, to, to, to be living in where uh, Kim is making history and uh, good on Derek Jeter to, to, to not, not think it's out of the box. I mean, she's got the resume to speak, that she can do the job. Yeah. I think we're getting to a point now where it shouldn't matter what your gender is. If you have the experience and you can do the job and you've proven in each organization that you're qualified, you deserve a shot at it. And uh, hearing from some baseball folks over the weekend interviews and such that this probably should have happened 15 years ago. She probably should have gotten a GM opportunity 15 years ago or so. And yeah, I'm glad you, it's not often we, we like to, you know, praise or give kudos to former Yankees, but Derek Jeter as CEO and part owner of the Marlins, knowing this was the right decision and not caring about, you know, if this doesn't work out or whatever happens with it, knowing that he's freaking Derek Jeter. He's like, this is the (laughs) right move. I don't care if she's a woman. She's she does. She's the best candidate for the job. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. I, that shouldn't matter. And I yeah. think that's a, that's a huge play on his part. And you know what? Good for her for getting 
a job with an organization, a GM job with an organization that I think is on the come up and is starting to do the right things and is starting that to have build. the right yeah. leadership and culture instead of going to say the angels where you have uh, Artie Moreno and his mustache bringing, uh, breathing down your neck. Like that is, <laughs> that's also something to consider. You want to make sure it's the, the right opportunity there too. Um, but yeah, looking at a resume, assistant director of baseball operations, assistant general manager, vice president and assistant general manager, senior VP of baseball operations. He's led multiple departments. Like, yeah, it, it was time. And sometimes, you know, I, I think this gives a lot of, uh, hope um and a lot of possibilities for future women out there that are baseball fans and uh, maybe they play softball growing up or whatever and they want to transition into working in professional baseball this yeah. gives them something to look forward to all it takes is one to open up the floodgates like the the four minute mile back in the 50s roger banister people said it was humanly impossible to run right. under four minutes and now uh it, college kids are doing it on the regular. Uh, That's Olympic, what you if you're not running on, under a four minute mile, you're not qualifying for the Olympics. So that is something I think that is going to help just giving more hope and more possibilities that I can do this, I think is yes. good for the world out there knowing that, um, you know, this can be a, a attained and achievable. Um, you know, it's, we're, we're starting to see a movement here too. It's not just baseball. I mean, look at the NFL has hired, female football coaches, female officials. Like this is become, oh, wow. I mean, I that, you, that. Could almost, you could, I mean, the bucks, I think have two females on their staff. I think they've got a defensive line coach and maybe a quality control coach. Either way, there's several females out there that are coaching in the national football, like actually leading the day-to-day -day X's and O's, so on and so forth, which might be a, more impressive than what, not, not to take away from what from Kim Ang has done, but it just goes to show you, if you're a woman, you can, you can work, you can hang with the boys. You can work in professional sports besides, you know, it doesn't just have to be on the marketing side. It can actually be on the analytical uh, decision-making side, if you will, roster management and so forth. I like the point of uh, it, it only takes one because just like Kim had been there for 30 years, there's another Kim out there. And that doesn't mean any, I'm, I'm putting Kim down or her or her baseball knowledge, but like there are plenty of women out there, you know, in the MLB industry that uh, are not getting the recognition that they deserve. And so it's nice that if Kim gets it, then maybe a, 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 another team is also going to to kind of look uh, beyond the the regular um, right. host of, of character. So those were my biggest two takeaways from the weekend. Uh, just a little bit of, uh, of, of front office, a little bit of on the field. Oh, and if I am allowed a third one, the Baseball Hall of Fame ballot will be released today. We don't know the names yet. Oh, my gosh. Um, but it will be released later on today. So that should be something we'll talk about uh, well, in the week. Yeah, maybe we'll have to push back our player reviews by a day to discuss the Baseball Hall of Fame candidates. That'll be on a uh, another. That'll be a, that'll be a kind of a separate phone call. We won't we won't air out our arguments <laughs> for doing that on the show there. But very good. Yeah. Uh, question: Do you think there will be a female manager in baseball sometime in our lifetimes? I think There's already so, coaches. But okay. I think so, but that, I think the Giants have a not a batting coach, but I mean, I think an on-field coordinator, something um, like that, who's yeah. a woman. But I, I uh, manager, I think that's going to take a bit of time because right. um, just how how things evolve at a at a snail's pace. But I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's definitely going to be several more female general managers in the sport going forward too. So. 
the, the biggest issue I have with this hire is that she should have been the, the commissioner of baseball, not the general manager of the Marlins. <laughs> like I think she was working uh, under right. uh, Manfred or, I mean, she had worked in the baseball offices. So yeah. uh, maybe she should be, she should, Hey, move aside, man, Fred, let me, right. let me yeah. take the reins here and, and make some good baseball decisions. Very that good. Is. All right. I will tell you uh, my takeaways, what I learned from the baseball weekend. But first we've got to tell you about the best protein bar on the planet. And that is built bar. They are up to 18, 19, 20 amazing flavors including several new flavors. We've got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft and easy to chew. They're all low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Uh, I mean, they're, they're just delicious, and you wouldn't even know or think that they're low-calorie or low-sugar or high-protein or high-fiber. They're uh, you, You'd think you're eating uh, an unhealthy candy bar, but you aren't. Um, for example... I've got the peanut butter flavor in front of me. We're talking 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just five grams sugar, and just five grams net carbs. If you want some Built Bars for yourself, and we highly recommend that you get some, uh, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. They are also offering a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Builtbar.com. Okay, Ulysses, getting to my uh, takeaways and what I learned from the baseball weekend. The first thing, just kind of a little nugget here, I learned that, uh, well, are you familiar with the name J.J. Cooper? He sounds familiar. He sounds like a baseball player, but he's not. He's a baseball writer for okay. baseball America. Uh, okay. Why they respected a lot of inside info. I think if we're going by Twitter followers and such, he's probably got 40,000, 45,000, something like that. He's kind of a mover and shaker within the industry, if you will. Um, he on a podcast said he is concerned about Brendan McKay's ability to recover from shoulder surgery. So not to bring down the mood here, but right. um, of course, a, a clear recovery timeline isn't known yet, but it does get me thinking a little bit. Remember, McKay had COVID uh, before the yes. season, or I guess in spring training, and then it had been sort of like weeks and weeks, and it was like, where is Brendan McKay? Why is he yeah. not called up yet? Is he not an option? Are they just going to leave him down all season? And then, of course, the news was revealed that, no, he something is going on with him. Something is off and he's going to need uh, some type of surgery. So I put that out there to just say, and, and kind of a little warning PSA to fans, that we can't just assume that a guy gets hurt, that he's going to come back just as good of a prospect or of a, uh, as good of a player as he once was. It's something to just keep in mind. We don't know Colin Pochet may never be in the big leagues again. Yanni Torinos right. may never return to Yanni Torinos form. So it's something to just keep in mind and keep on the back burner there. Um, you know, it just makes me growing up watching Cubs games. Mark Pryor had quite a few injuries and the shoulder ultimately is what yeah. did him in, but to flip it. And again, I'm not, I don't want to speculate on how good Brendan McKay will be if he returns, if he doesn't return, whatever, or if he's going to be ready by 
opening day 2021. But a little twist here. Uh, I guess if there's ongoing shoulder troubles, maybe he just becomes a full-time hitter. Maybe he becomes a first base DH type. Maybe he goes the Rick and Keel route. He showed it in college. He certainly got the ability to hit. And if he switches to that on a full-time basis, again, this is just kind of looking into the future and totally speculation on, on my part, but it's going to be really interesting to see how the Brendan McKay story unfolds over the next couple of years. I think it's a nice off season um, uh, worksheet problem that you're trying to work out here. Uh, right. And, and, you know, because it is the off season, so we got to do these speculative um, hypotheses and it's fun. I hope not. I hope that he does become a, a pitcher. Cause I think that's where his talents ultimately are going to, to land him on MLB right. spot. But, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, having McKay hit while, you know, rehabbing the shoulder. So at least he could do that. That would be nice. I mean, Shohei yeah. Otani did it, uh, 2019, right. He couldn't pitch. So he was just relegated to DH doobies for, for a while. I know Otani is like a little bit higher on the scale on two way right. player, but it, it can be used as a model at least. But it, it, again, I think this just highlights another problem. I know we you can, we can focus on oh what what does that mean for McKay's uh, hitting or pitching and all that, but this just highlights the problem of who the hell is number four, number five in the opening day for the race. I mean, yeah, Blake's now Tyler Glass now. Then okay, let's get Ryan Yarbrough in there. Four and five. Are you really giving Fleming the the nod from from day one? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you do that. Uh, and is Honeywell going to be okay to get a, a number f- a five spot? I don't know. Are they going to go opener and, and get a Trevor Richards on there? I don't know. Uh, is Joe Ryan going to make it out of uh, spring training? I don't know. And, and so yes. that's why it seems like um, this McKay issue is McKay going to be in the, in the starting rotation? I don't know. So right. uh, the Charlie Morton situation, I think has to be uh, fixed ra- sooner rather than later. I think it's going to be later because of how the market is going to be super, super slow. But we did hear that the Mets were asking about him and he's from New Jersey and about other six, seven teams are also asking for, uh, for his uh, talents and all that. So um I, I think that's number one for the race is, is to, to find what's going to happen there in the rotation. Yeah, that is a good point there. And it's going to be really interesting to see how it all shakes out. If there's a guy, if Charlie Morton could somehow be lured away from his Bradenton home for six months, seven months, it might be the New York Mets because Steve Cohen has a big checkbook and he's ready to spend. He's ready and willing. Which right. kind of gets, yeah, which kind of gets to my other point of, uh, you know, other teams are out there still seeking general managers and president of baseball operations, trying to poke Eric Neander away, but rest assured Rays fans, he has said, uh, or it's been reported that he does not wish to leave the Tampa Bay organization. So, uh, do other organizations that, that need a general manager like the Phillies, like the Mets, do your homework and, and look for somebody that isn't currently in the general manager role or seat 
uh, and don't just try to find a guy looking to make a lateral move. Actually, find somebody who's looking to be promoted and is ready for that next step. Just just throwing that out there, and uh, yeah. it just speaks to uh, maybe it speaks to the how well run and how comfortable Eric Neander is in others within the Tampa Bay organization to say, I don't care how much money you're throwing at me. Uh, I don't want the fan media microscope owner microscope of playing in an, or, or, or uh, working in an LA or a New York or a Philadelphia. We've said this multiple times and it only, and it's not only with players, but also front office when, when we are comfortable here and in Tampa Bay, it's the, the media market is, is big enough that you can be recognized. If, if you're a baseball fan, I mean, in 2010, uh, you went out and you saw David Price. Uh, you knew who David yes. Price was and then Longoria, you know, the big ones. But um, it, it, it's big enough for that. But it's it's not big enough that you're going to get harassed everywhere you go. Like Brian Cashman. Th- yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so when you're a front office guy, th- there's also not so much of a spotlight and people are not hounding you because of that trade or whatever it is. So I think um, – good for Neander to realize that and, and to, to want to stay in Tampa Bay. But again, uh, every, every man, every woman has their price. I have my price, Kevin, you have your price. And uh, well, I guess they haven't really touched Neander's price yet, but uh, the day will come. And uh, I guarantee you that he will take that check when, when it's big enough to suit his uh, wants and needs. Very possible. Uh, Neander seems like a guy that doesn't want all the public face and attention. He likes to be able to walk into Publix and not be noticed, just get in his groceries, slip on a pullover that doesn't have a Rays logo on it, <laughs> go about Jeez. his merry day and, yeah. and not be noticed, that sort of thing. What's funny, it, I, I've heard, I guess there's some scuttlebutt out there that Steve Cohen and Stu Sternberg aren't necessarily uh, fond of each other. There's some billionaire beef there. So that might be something to watch. I think part of it probably stems to Sternberg wanting to own the Mets, but maybe not having as much uh, money or cachet as Steve Cohen at this juncture. So uh, look here, here's the, if I'm billionaire beef, that's, that was what Tupac's next album was going to be called. uh, Billionaire beef. I like it. Oh my God. Uh, Maybe it's just a really fancy like way goo or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You want some billionaire Maybe. beef? I got some for you. Yeah. Uh, here uh, we go. So here's my condition. Like in team, of course, the Rays organization can not can say, no, you're not talking to Deander because that's not right. Uh, you're, you're, you're hiring for a lateral move, but I would allow you to speak and hire Eric Neander on one condition. And that is if you help put the bill for a new stadium in Tampa, that condition alone Ooh. New York Mets, like Philadelphia this. Phillies, other organizations that need a general manager. Okay, you want to you want to hire Neander away? Well, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you an arm and a leg. That, that billionaire beef is going to mean something for sure. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. I would I would trade I would trade the hell out of Neander yeah. for a stadium in Tampa. Psh, yep. Easy. Trade Neander, That's, then you just promote Bobby Heck, and then you're done. It, yeah, and then Bobby Heck leaves the next two years. It's okay. Who gives a damn again, the Rays organization is Alabama football. They just keep churning out talent. Guys can leave for the NFL draft after the redshirt sophomore year. Okay, fine. Go. We've got another (laughs) running back in the pipeline. We're good. We're going to be okay. Uh, I think I just solved the stadium crisis right there. I think this is pretty good. It's a pretty good uh, option here. Look, 
maybe Steve Cohen goes uh, nuts and gets real Muto, gets uh, Trevor Bauer, and maybe there's not a- enough money out there in, in the bank for a, um, a Charlie Morton. But um, maybe he starts with Charlie Morton and then moves yeah, down, maybe. moves up the list. Who knows? Look, I think it's, he could spend a lot of money. He could spend a lot of money. He doesn't have to. He's he's maybe what's uh, kind of appreciative or appreciable about him is the fact that he's not using the pandemic as an excuse. He's like, no, I'm loaded. I'm good. We're <laughs> we're ready to make moves here. Okay. Uh, the next thing, my final thing, my final takeaway, uh, I learned that uh, Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred are planning for attendance, fan attendance in 2021. Of course, fans were allowed in the NLCS in World Series. The NFL is allowing fans, college football, high schools. You can go to the park without wearing a mask. You can go to armature works with a mask. I mean, people are kind of living their their lives. And I know COVID cases have risen. And so I honestly have not really paid much attention to it. I'm just... Where uh, hand sanitizer mask, that's my, that's my go-to there and, and social distancing. So far, knock on wood, haven't gotten it yet, but you never know. I'm sure there'll be a day if we don't have a, a vaccine. But all that said, um, Ulysses, are you on board with this maneuver that they're planning for fan attendance in 2021? Or do you think it's still too premature, assuming there's not... Let's assume there's not a vaccine. Let's assume they're just kind of taking off from the World Series and doing what other sports organizations are currently doing right now. I would rather it be there be a vaccine before they allow people in 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 in, in a place that's inside. At least you know football stadiums are not usually closed in. I mean, maybe some of them are, uh, and, and if they're there's rain, a handful, if there's yeah. raining or something, right? Um, but I mean, Raymond James is wide open. So like that, that, that makes it feel like a little bit better and the dome, everything's closed in and, and then it gets kind of gross when you think about it. So you're, I'm guessing you're not riding in an airplane anytime soon, right? No, sir. And I miss it and I miss it very much. Um, so I would rather it be a vaccine. Hopefully. I mean, look, uh, we got March, so that's what, three, four months, there could be a vaccine that 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 uh, arrives to us, the peasants of the world, right. and we can we can get that vaccine. And I would love to go back to a baseball game, but if they say something like, "Hey, um, there's different pods," and they make it so, like you know, uh, you you kind of feel safe, I, I would think about it. You know, I, again, if there's ten thousand people at the trop or. 8,000 people at the job, you you can be socially distanced to, to people and you can actually maybe get an app so that, uh, oh, you get your own beer, uh, you know, right. uh, get get to you and, and your pod. I don't know. There, I think there's ways around it so that you you feel safe and you get all the experience that, that, that you want. Um, assuming there's no vaccine or assuming it's not readily available by April 9th, Friday, Raise hope opener against the New York Yankees. Are you going to that game or would you go to that game? Say limited capacity, 20, 25%. What's uh, what's the capacity now? 25,000, right? Cause they, they topped all, all, all those uh, seats in the third deck. So 25,000. Yeah. So I guess we're looking at, you know, five to 7,000 fans, something around there. That seems, that seems doable. I've been to this, the, the trop with 5,000, 7,000 and it's, it's nice because you can pretty much sit wherever you want. Uh, you can have a different yeah. seat every couple of innings. I would do that. 
you're okay. I got you. I got you on board to go to a game. How about that? During a pandemic. Look, we solved it folks. We solved it. There we go. It's almost like I'm I'm sure the rays, if the rays are so innovative and pioneering thinking and look at us, we, we do this, we think outside the box. I think that's, that would be a very good thing to be thinking outside the box. How can we still have people in, but be safe and, and and promote social distancing? Uh, Look, I would want I, yeah. people to wear masks. That that's that's how I would feel safe and and and, and six feet at least. You know, right? Who wants to be coughed on by by Cotton Eye Joe? Yeah, that's true. Well, I think that I mean they sort of. I think it's been figured out that you've got enough space. You limit capacity. You, they did the pods in the CS, the World Series. I think that solved it. I think that was okay. There one guy that got COVID. That was Justin Turner, and I don't think that was because of the fans being there. It was hopefully I mean, from what I'm from what was reported. It was MLB kind of screwed up where they were at at the hotel and resort by just letting, you know, common folk come to the golf course and a lot of meddling and things like that. But in any case, I would also be on board with going to a game in that case. I mean, the Super Bowl is going to have it. Super Bowl. It's going to be chilly. Oh, 20, yeah. 25%. February. So, there we go. Man, uh, this sucks for Tampa Bay fans. Like w- yeah. the Rays go to the World Series, the Lightning go uh, to the championship. Uh, the 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 Super Bowl is in Raymond James, and we're all like, maybe the okay, Bucks well, are playing in the Super Bowl. That, that James. would be awesome. Possibility. Your buddy Tom Brady uh, did pretty well last night. Yeah, uh, made up for that disaster that was Monday Night Football. Again, can't okay. can't overreact about any one game. Rays yeah. fans, take notes here. Tell that to uh, Nate baseball. Lowe. That's right. Yeah. Any, any sports fans out there, take notes there. Um, yeah. <laughs> how about the follow-up question? Last question related to the MOB planning for fan attendance in 2021. Uh, do you buy into the theory that the lack of being able to go to a game live diminished interest in the sport where I understand ratings were down 30-plus percent for the championship series and the World Series? In other words... I couldn't go to the trap this year. I couldn't go to a game. So I'm not really as interested or in tune to watching baseball this year. That's an interesting um, thought there. I, I never, yeah. I never thought about it uh, until honestly, until like it was all said and done. I was like, crap, we could have witnessed Phillips's, you know, walk yeah. off at the trap and, and Brasso and, all those magical moments, most of them happened when the Rays were the home team. So I didn't really actually think about it until right. the Rays were no longer playing. Uh, I, that's interesting. I don't think so. I think. I mean, why? Why would why why would you not tune in to a game that you would be tuning in if there were uh, if you weren't able? I, I, I don't. I think. That. I think part of it probably is the family aspect. You take a couple of kids to the game. They get hot dogs. They get memorabilia. They get a ball cap. They get okay a commemorative ball, and that stays with. Oh, let's watch the Rays games on. Let's watch. You don't have that close. Oh, remember when we went in last weekend? Hey, let's yes. let's go watch it on the TV. Maybe okay if you're a family. Yeah, I mean, again, I I know nothing about. Uh, <clears throat> having kids or anything like that. So right. I, I, I wouldn't know, but um, that's interesting. I'd never thought about that. I, I think if anything, it would be the, the sport fan would be disillusioned by the fact that there are no fans in this stadium. It right. looks kind of funky and weird. And if you're not really like an obsessed fan like us, 
Yeah. Uh, you'd be kind of thrown off and be like, you know what? I'm okay with not watching sports baseball or for this year. I'll, I'll right. catch it next year. Yeah. It's, that it's makes more sense to me. Yeah. I think there's, I mean, there's probably a lot of reasons that ratings were down 30 plus percent, but I, I think there is something to the fact that it's good to have people actually attend games and people like to be part of it. And yeah. I'm, I've never been a guy that likes to go to a lot of games necessarily, but it would have been nice to go to uh, the handful a year. And maybe I would be more focused and, and a little bit more in tune to what is going on, just being able to experience some games live and such. So yeah, I, miss uh, it. I miss it, man. Yeah. I, I miss, I miss going to the trop. I think a lot of race fans do miss going to the trop and it's unfortunate because they had such a sweet season and, and we never were able to see the boys and, 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 and clap and, and yeah. yell and do all that good stuff that we like to do. And, you know, besides just, Oh, we want to be able to go to the games. Let's, let's watch the games in person. Also just for the sports economic health and for the players going forward, whether it's warranted or not of these teams losing money and how much they're losing and everything having a little extra income may help for the next CBA and just for players being able to get the money that they've earned, deserve, sign up for in their contracts and such. So there's a lot at play here, which is why uh, whoever's making the vaccines, come on, let deadline here, <laughs> deadlines in the, the media yeah. journalism. We have deadlines. So yes, yes. December 31st, that's your deadline. Make it vaccine. happen. Let, let, let the vaccine be perfect quickly and so we don't you know grow a third yeah. arm from our ear you know just make it make it a nice little vaccine we can all take it and and be gucci look whoever the people that have been part of creating the vaccine we should like have a national holiday an international yeah. holiday to celebrate oh, these be nice these are the names of the people that helped make this vaccine right even, hey if you big pharma if you want to slap your name on look let's like people, I feel like we're just always like, ah, oh, there'll be a vaccine, but we don't know the people that are working on it or how it's being yes. made. Like it'd be, I'd like to watch a documentary. I mean, that'd be some documentaries kind of watching Dude. how yes. the, uh, the tables have turned and we got to find a vaccine in the process if, and how it's made and everything like that. Just an idea. If we know the name Will Rhymes, I want to know, yeah. I want to know the name of the person who came up with the vaccine, the team. I, we should know their names. If, if we know who Will Rhymes is, for God's sakes, Jeff, Jeff Dacker. Uh, yes. We, we need to know the names of, of these geniuses who are doing the vaccine. I agree. Maybe it was Jeff Dacker. Who knows? I don't think he's still <laughs> playing baseball. So there we go. Richie Schaefer, by the way, he's an author now. Thank you, yeah. uh, Austin, for that little tidbit. Yeah, we might have to have him on the show at some point to talk that about his cool. book. I know he was real into video games and now writing books. I, you don't see many, I don't think, athletes or baseball players being nonfiction writers. So, or yeah. fiction writers, right? Fiction, wow. yeah. It's a Monday morning. It's early. Uh, yeah, <laughs> writing, I guess, sci-fi novels. How about that? Yes. Very good. All right. Cool. Uh, be sure to check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash unfiltered. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB Prospects. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.